this is Professor Carter and welcome back to Introduction to Health Policy Making in Developing Countries. Today's lecture, we are going to discuss transforming your strategic plan into action. In this lecture, we are going to also discuss principles of health equality or equity and justice. And the information for this lecture can be found in the book, The Health Gap, found in your syllabus. Prior to completing the strategic plan for your health uh, promotion, prevention, treatment, awareness, whichever program you created, students should have identified their health problem or the population problem. My problem was the COVID-19 Delta variant. Students were also tasked to research your cause and the health policies related to your health problem or health disparity. After researching the policy, students were instructed to design a health program with goals related to that problem or solutions for that problem. The strategic plan should have been a clear vision on how to achieve specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely goals for your health promotion project. So now it's time to put that strategic plan into action. The plan of action is a detailed step-by-step -step plan and timeline of the actions your group will need to take to turn your health promotion plan into a reality. Ask your group what actions do you need to take to achieve your health promotion goal. Each action plan will be different. I have listed the steps that I took to turn one of my many health programs into reality. Uh, I have been creating, developing, and working on health and wellness programs for the last 16 years. I have created health and wellness programs for the Boeing company, which is the company that makes the airplanes in the United States of America and all around the world. And um, so I have a lot of experience and definitely a lot of experience with the uh, health programs that you are completing on those topics. So now, after 
President Biden issued the executive uh, order mandating vaccines, I went to whitehouse.gov and researched the executive order for COVID testing and vaccine mandates. I searched for uh, program specific details, expectations and requirements, and then I made a list. I had a three week deadline to roll this program out. The step-by-step -step actions that I took after researching the policy was um, to then contact the stakeholders. So once I identified the stakeholders that he, that the president spoke to in the transcript for the executive order, those are the stakeholders that I reached out to. So he had uh, uh, centers for Medicare and Medicaid, a Division of Health and Senior Services, the CDC, um, several stakeholders. So I had to reach out specifically to the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services and align my program with that federal mandate. So you're going to, now that you've identified your stakeholders, you're going to actually uh, take action and reach out to those stakeholders. So then CMS or that stakeholder referred me to training on how to perform the COVID-19 rapid test and provided me with the support on how to remain in compliance. So after you contact stakeholders and tell them, identify yourselves and, and what your plan is, ask them for resources or funding or recommendations. You wanna get the proper training. If you don't already have the proper training, you and your staff are going to need to be training. So now after I completed the training, which was looking at some videos and actually doing a demonstration and a return demonstration, I applied for the certificate, the CMS certificate, uh, that I would need for COVID testing. So make sure that your group, if they're going to do these programs, uh, they may or may not need a certificate to perform health and wellness programs from uh, prevention, intervention, treatment, awareness, whichever program that you're going to provide, be sure that um, you have the uh, training for it and the expertise to do this. So you also want to ensure that the uh, what you do is safe. So the next thing I had to do to ensure that the testing was safe was to create a policy and procedure manual. And I also created a program checklist to guarantee that each time we perform the testing, we would stay on task and not make simple mistakes. I also created, so this week you're going to be, this week and the next weeks, you all actually have a, um, in six weeks, your final exam is due. 
So each week you need to create a timeline of the actions that you will have completed by that following Friday. And by the time the final exam comes, all of the actions um, should have been done. Your program should have been implemented and um, the final product will be ready for viewing in the final exam. So back to um, what I did to ensure that my program remained safe was to create a policy and procedure manual, a checklist, an intake survey form to make sure I have all of the information uh, and to track my progress, and then a survey form to provide feedback. I also downloaded employee resources from the stakeholders. So you don't reinvent the wheel. The wheel is already invented. We already have evidence-based resources out there. So you're gonna simply go to the CDC site or um, it, you know, the National uh, Diabetes Association or uh, you, whatever your cause is, you're gonna go to their site and print out the evidence-based resources that you're going to provide to your participants. And so, yes, so then I downloaded the resources that I'm gonna provide the participants. And then finally, I secured a contract with an employer with 100 or more employees to provide weekly rapid COVID testing. So you should all know by now, the federal mandate stated, that any employer with 100 or more employees had to vaccinate their workforce or provide weekly COVID testing. And their employees had to have negative results in order to continue to work. And that would be uh, enforced by the Department of Labor. So now, now I have this contract with the employer and we got together and we had a meeting to determine the location, the date, the time, the number of employees that would need to be tested weekly. Prior to going to the employer's site, my staff and I performed a pilot test run. So in the pilot test run, we were able to catch any mistakes. And uh, if we caught mistakes, we said, okay, we need to do this. So adjust, we were able to adjust our um, testing so that we don't make the same mistakes or didn't make the same mistakes when we went out to provide the actual testing. So now we've done everything that we need and now we go out to the site and we actually provide the testing. We provide the testing in a timely manner. Uh, we make the necessary referrals for any employees that tested positive, make sure that we follow the CDC guidelines for employees that did taste pot, uh, test positive. And then we uploaded the testing information into the required databases for the state. Everyone will need support. So be sure to align yourself with stakeholders 
involved in your cause. Those stakeholders, as you know, may be able to provide materials, resources, and finances for your program. After we tested and uploaded the, or after we tested the employees, we um, evaluated the program to determine if we had met our goals. So what were our goals? Our goals were to protect the economy from spreading the, the Delta variant. So we wanted to protect the economy. We wanted to prevent a shutdown and protect the economy and our community. So we evaluated the program to determine if those goals were met by tracking our performances. And then we determined if we were making the necessary progress or lack of progress. Once we determine whether we were progressing or not progressing, we had to determine the cause. Why are we progressing? Why are we not progressing? So you're gonna determine the cause. Why are you progressing? Why are you not progressing? And then we took the necessary steps to improve the program. So you're going to have to reevaluate the program with new action steps. Um, as you move forward, uh, those action steps should help you to meet any goals that were not previously met. So that's going to conclude the lecture on the plan of action. I'm going to go straight into uh, the principles of health equity or equality. There are 27 principles of health equity and uh, equality or justice. The principles can be found in the Declaration of Principles and Equality. Those principles were established by the English Court of Chancery and other courts that administer jurisdiction, including the law of trust. So you may be asking yourself, what is health equity and justice? Health equity and health justice means that everyone has a fair and just opportunity to be healthy. In many cases, this may require removing obstacles to health. Some of those obstacles may be poverty, discrimination, consequences, feeling powerlessness, lack of access to good jobs with fair pay, lack of a quality education and housing, unsafe environments, and lack of access to health care. That is why the principles of health equity and justice were created. Even having said that, some of these inequalities or disparities still exist. 
Health equality means each individual or group of people is given the same resources or opportunities. You may find this to be a barrier in your uh, in your in the in the project that you're working on. Please be able to address if the same resources and opportunities are available for that population or target group that you are working with. Um, equity recognizes that each person has different circumstances and allocates the exact resources and opportunities needed to reach and equal that outcome. So equity is the goal of promoting actualization of optimal health for all given their health potential. Health inequities become a question of social justice. So be sure to address any health inequities and conditions and policies that you are analyzing during your action planning process. The discussion question for this week is for students to listen to this lecture, write out a plan of action for your health, uh, for your health uh, project and, dis and discuss the assignment. We will discuss the assignment in the Zoom meeting, um, but you are your your assignment is to write out your plan of action. Um, you will write out your plan of action, and just like every week, you will email that plan of action on Friday, 6 p.m. IST time right before the Zoom meeting. And then we will go into the Zoom meeting and each group, one person will represent the group and discuss their plan of action. This will not take or require more than three minutes. So the person does not need a PowerPoint, does not need, um, anything other than to discuss step-by-step step what your plan of action is going to be for the following week. So you are going to write your plan out this week, and then next week you're going to take, uh, follow that action plan step-by-step step until you are ready to actually provide that program in your community. That will conclude this week's lecture. If you have any questions, be sure to email me. I look forward to seeing you in our next Zoom meeting. It is going to be October the 8th at 6 p.m. IST time. This is Professor Carter signing off. Stay blessed, stay healthy and well.